0: what is up brothers and sisters welcome to the Mitch Gray show oh I'm so, every time I start a podcast I'm like I'm so excited but I'm telling you my excitement level is growing that much every single day um, I promised you at the begin, at the end of last year that I'm going to do everything I can to inspire you to that place of deeper living and strength and a life that you can be super proud of. And so that's what we're doing. If you're watching us on Facebook, you can see to, let's see, my left, I think, on your video screen, or if you're watching this later on YouTube, I have another wonderful guest. Um, I will introduce her in a second. Make sure you subscribe to the Mitch Gray Show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you follow us on social media at M. Gray Media and go subscribe to our YouTube channel because all of our podcasts now are up on YouTube. So you can see my crazy faces when I'm talking and really getting into it. And that's uh, an awesome thing. Okay, okay, My guest today is someone. Again, uh, this is the second guest in a row, actually all three of my guests I've had so far this year, I've met via social media. So the miracle of social media and technology, even though it frustrates us, it's a miraculous thing. So a person that I think is probably going to become a dear friend in life, if you, I'm telling you when I give you her Instagram handle, you must follow it. She's a great follow. She tells her story and she does it in a manner that is honest and vulnerable and raw. And so, um, my new friend and uh, guest on the Mitch Gray Show, Amanda Ruane. Amanda, welcome.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Mitch, for having me on here. I mean, I love your show, I love everything you're about. I just respect you so much for helping inspire so many people it it really we need more people in this world like you (laughs) yes thank
0: you thank you you are welcome and thank you for being on the show and i got your last name right didn't i
1: Yes. yes
0: (laughs) <laughs> so I told you the other day when I um, sent you that message, I'm like, no, no, no. I want to get it right because I've heard people interview and they jack up the name. And it's like, wait, you couldn't take oh, 10 no. seconds.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. It's OK. I'm so used to it. It's funny because people, um, my husband and I, we look, we're, we look exotic. So they love to spice it up. They like to say Ruane.
2: Yeah. But I'm yeah. like,
1: no, his grandfather was Irish. It's Celtic. And it means red. <laughs> it oh, it means it's red. just red. Uh, red, yeah. Red, okay, okay, yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So that that's interesting. It's Celtic. Ruain is Celtic. I learned something new. We're done. That's all I needed is to learn something Celtic today. I, I can leave now.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, we don't want you to leave yet. Um, friends, make sure you follow on Instagram. Follow Amanda. It's Amanda, just like it sounds. Dot thick T H I C K to fit. So T H I C K T O F I T. Amanda. I love saying it's that so because silly. it's so silly, but it tells your story, right? It's and I, I have a feeling it probably tells your stories in more ways than one. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna. Do, so Amanda, um, you've been in the modeling industry. You've been in the. What do you do? You do you just say um, sh- you've done shows? Like is there like the fitness? Like what is the language for that when you've done oh, fitness, fitness shows?
1: Okay. So I'm honestly, I've only done one fitness show and, or it's a competition, um, bodybuilding competition. Um, and that was this September. I, yeah, that was my first show and I went through a whole journey to get there. Um, it kind of all started when I moved down to Texas with my husband. He was here to start chiropractic school. Uh We were like, Broke as anything. I was working this job that I was working so many hours and I didn't get a lot of pay. My husband was in school all day and like we had no bed. We had to like layer blankets like on the (laughs) floor. Like our little table was like not even a table, it was a stool. (laughs) It was so funny. It was the fun time of life. But um, I had been a dancer most of my life up until then and we moved away and since we were working so much, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get, you know, we got to get this budget together. We got to make sure we can relax at night. And after a long day, we would come together and we would just go and get junk food. And junk food was like the best. And (laughs) because it was cheap, it fit our budget and it was easy. And it was so comforting because, man, after a long day, that's, you know, burger sounds pretty yeah. good.
0: <laughs> we can all relate to that, right? Yeah. Every single person listening can relate to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. And yeah. then we, you know, the weight started piling on. And then one day my husband found me passed out. And to be honest with you, I had been passing out, like, a lot since, like, high school. But, you know, doctors always kind oh, of wow. dismissed it. And then... Um, I, my husband found me having a seizure and we we're like, Oh gosh, this is not good. Um, and then the seizure led into another one and another one. And then I eventually was diagnosed with epilepsy. Right. Um, sorry. I'm like totally getting into my oh, story. I <laughs> love it. Do it. Go where you want to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just coming to me. I'm like, ah. yeah, go but, where you wanna go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was diagnosed and, and then it, it completely shook me. It, Honestly, I had already struggled with, like, anxiety and depression, but it just, like, escalated so much more, Um, and it was, I call it, like, I went through a mourning period because it's, like, the person I was, the whole life that I had grown for, like, those 20 years, you know, was no longer here. Like, it was like she died, and now I'm in this new body, and I have no idea how to live in it or what to expect or Honestly, I had no idea how long I was going to live because oh, that wow. is the constant fear yeah. with epilepsy because you risk falling or hurting yourself much more than the average person and
2: right.
1: increases that death risk. So, um, yeah, it got real bad and I would just – I hit rock bottom and so I just stuffed my face even more because I was like, yeah. yes. Next thing I knew, it was like less than – six months I gained like sixty pounds of body fat. Like wow. It was bad. And then yeah, I mean I'm sorry I can continue. No, that's good. It
0: was
1: too long. So definitely
0: definitely a coping mechanism.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Food was food was everything. I was going to like Dairy Queen like twice a day and I would go to like Chick fil A and like hide it from my husband. Like food was an addiction. hundred percent. Um, it was like, if I didn't get my fix, I would have like a panic attack. I'd be like, no, I need to get it. I need to, to eat the food, the junk food. I need to eat until I'm like, I can't, I'm almost going to throw up. Like it was so bad.
0: Were there certain foods that, um, you were, you found yourself more addicted to to, than others?
1: Yes. French fries. I was obsessed with like French fries, um, like milkshakes it was like a big, just like your standard American junk food. Right,
2: right. Because
1: um, I didn't grow up eating that stuff. My mom is from Guatemala, and okay. we grew up eating, like, you know, beans and rice and tortillas. And, I mean, it was carbier, but it, at least it was homemade and healthier portions. Right. Um, my family does love food. They love to eat, but yeah. um, but at least they love the art of actual home cooking and things like that, not junk food. I was never really allowed to have junk food. And so it was like this new thing that I was like, oh, yes, you know, I'm going to go at it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I still, even though I was going through like so much depression, dealing with my new diagnosis and stuffing my face and just literally almost like my doctor was like, you're, you're going to be diabetic. if You keep going. And Then my brother calls me and he's like, hey, guess what, I'm engaged. And I was like, yay, I'm so excited for you, when's the wedding? And he's like, it's in six months, and it's in (laughs) Miami. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) my family is gonna see me like this. And I was like, no, 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 I don't wanna be in those wedding pictures like this. Um, And so I made it a goal to, to lose the weight in those six months so I started like doing this crazy diet where I just was barely eating anything and then I was just doing tons of cardio right and I was having like all these seizures still going because I was stressed I hated my body I hated myself honestly it was it was so rough but I made it through those six months I did lose a significant amount of weight And everyone was like, yay, good for you. That's amazing. And I was like, yeah, this is amazing. But at that wedding and they were taking those pictures, I was still like, ugh, I look disgusting. Ugh, I hate myself. Oh gosh, like, I'm still so worthless. Like, the depression was still there even though I lost the weight. Losing the weight didn't fix anything. Right. And, you know, the holidays went by and then in... February, I had a, a, a strong seizure that made me fall like straight onto my face. And my husband said I was like out for almost an hour. And when I woke up, the left side of my face was like completely paralyzed. Oh, wow. And we we're like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> did you just have a stroke? And so of course my husband's like panicking. We go to the hospital and then as we're at the hospital in the waiting room, um, the, I start to feel, like, the numbness start to, like, spread down my arm and then, like, to my stomach and then down to my hip and then my knee. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't feel my foot. And then it was just I was completely paralyzed from the left side, down the left side of my entire body.
0: How long did that last?
1: Uh, it lasted for a while. It, I was in the hospital for about a week, and it was horrible because I was getting these, these like, you ever had a headache that was just so bad you just had to like grab your head and like yeah, yeah. do this but it was like that like times 100 it wow. was it was an intense migraine and it was throughout the whole hospital stay so they put me in this I felt like a little bat like in the dark dark room I couldn't watch TV very much <laughs> like I even like when my mom came down because obviously it was my poor husband you know he was we're still trying to get by at this point and so he still had to work while I was in the hospital and my mom came down to help and even her she was like having to whisper to me because like the the migraines are so intense and um and I couldn't use the bathroom without calling a nurse or having someone <laughs> right. in the room it's so embarrassing and they have right. all these cameras on me because I was such a liability to yeah. them
2: yeah.
1: and um but they had me on the craziest pain meds too. They had me on Keppra, which is like the strongest pain medication for for people who have seizures. And I was still having the seizures and the migraines were so intense. And one night I was just like, towards the end of the week, I was just like slamming on the button being like, I need pain meds. Like, where's the nurse? (laughs) I was screaming. I was literally screaming. Like my mom said she could hear me like down the hallway. And, um, it, it was, it was really bad. And my husband was like, that's it. You know, I'm a chiropractor. I'm, he's a Gonstead chiropractor. It's a very specific style of chiropractic. And he was like, I'm going to do what I can to help relieve you. See if it even works. And he, he sat me down and he adjusted my Atlas and my left side of my face, like, just like went, like it came back. It wasn't like instantly. Yes. And we were like, holy cow. Like, this is, this means this is, you know, this is an issue within the nerves. You know, we've got to, we got to see what else we can do from here. And so, you know, the nurses saw that my face came back and they let me go home. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Because when I was in that hospital bed, I, to be honest with you, like, I, I didn't want to live anymore. Like, um, I, I honestly was like I, I want to die um but once i was released from the hospital i said you know what if i get my body back i'm gonna give, i'm gonna give it one more shot and um, i'm sorry i get like really emotional oh, no, that's, that's perfectly
0: fine yes
1: um i i said uh, if if i give if i have if i get my leg back and the ability to walk back i'm gonna give it One more shot, and I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Um, And so I started going to my husband's mentor, and he started adjusting me. And it took about two months for, you know, my eventually my arm came back, and then the leg was the one that was stubborn. It took a while. It was awful because I was just in bed for months, and... The weight was just packing on again, and um, but eventually I got my leg back, and I was like, "Yes, I'm here. So I'm how, back." So
0: how old were you at this? When all this is happening, how old are you? Oh,
1: I mean that was uh, 2018, so yeah, 23.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, so really, really young. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like when we're all young, and and I see it when I work with young people. It's like the invincibility aspect, right? It's like I can handle anything. I can get through anything, especially physically as young people. We just think, no, we're going to live a long time. and So, so naive. Yes, idiots. yes. <laughs> and then it's like something like this happens that that is a watershed moment at that young of an age. And so, yeah, to be almost facing your life in the mirror and yes. be going, I either decide to do something or I don't.
1: Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. I think I'm i so grateful. I'm so happy this happened to me because I felt like it just helped me speed up all the life experience a little bit.
0: All the the (laughs) things that 35, 40-year-olds are learning, you're like, no, I got this. At 24, I (laughs) got…
1: Well, I wouldn't say that. I'm still definitely learning, but, man, it did help me achieve a lot of perspective very quickly. And then it made me think about a lot. Not you know, I was tired of thinking about myself. I was like, right. whoa, well, it's me, whatever. But right. it started. me, It gave me more perspective about realizing, you know, there are people who who don't even they don't have the opportunity opportunity to do half the things I could do without my legs. Right. You know, right. so it it just really just gave me so much more awareness and perspective. Um, And then from there, my husband had already done a competition, a bodybuilding competition once, and then it was becoming, it it was uh, coming up to him wanting to do it again. And he was like, you know, I'm going to go see my coach. And I was like, can can I, can I come with you? I want to kind of see if I should do it. I don't know. I'm like, we all know I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm, you know, I can never follow through. And, um, but I went and we decided okay, I'm going to do it. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, gosh. And like, we were talking about this before we started yes, live, but yes. we were just saying like being held accountable. Yes. I started talking to my family about it. And they are like, okay, that's nice. Like, obviously, <laughs> totally not leaving right, I was going right. to do it. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm not going to do it either, but let's just try it out. And then the coach that I was with, he was like, you know, I do recommend putting on some muscle. Um, and this is kind of before I really started following, like, his actual plan that an actual coach would right. <laughs> right, right, right. recommend. And I started taking it a little to like, oh, I need to put on muscle. That in My ignorance, I was like, that means I need to eat a lot more and lift heavy, which in most cases, that yes, that's right. true but there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it (laughs) and I did it the wrong way. And I was still eating that junk food because I told you, I I had such a strong addiction to that food because I was still kind of suffering from that, that depression and anxiety. And, um, so I was going to the gym. I started with the little baby steps. I was so insecure. I was like looking around at the gym and I was like, because the first time I lost weight, I pretty much had a private gym, uh, In my apartment complex, no one ever used it. And right. so I was just doing that on my own. It was not me actually understanding fitness and the whole, you know, going to the gym experience. So, like, I felt like this was really when my weight loss journey started. Um, and I was fluffy. Oh, my goodness. I just, I was definitely a lot bigger. Did you and just use the word
0: fluffy? I was not fluffy. Your attitude, <laughs> fluffy. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I felt real fluffy every no. time I went to the gym and looked in that mirror and I would get on the, the cardio machines and I'd be out of breath and I'd be so embarrassed and I look like an idiot trying to figure out all the equipment. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm thankful that I had my husband to kind of because he's a, he's experienced in the fitness industry and he under he kind of was just like but to be honest with you he was really working on his body he had to work on his body he had he didn't have time to like train me so honestly I had to just learn it all through the internet <laughs> yeah. Yeah, YouTube YouTube is amazing <laughs> YouTube. yes. Yeah. Um, well, at first, at least, right, before right. I started some real coaching. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was lifting heavy and still stuffing my face with Big Macs. <laughs> it was not good. Um, but, and then my, you know, people around me, I felt like they started to notice me gaining the weight, or at least in my own mind, I started becoming so much more subconscious. And I was like, oh no, I'm gaining it all again. No one's going to believe me because. I said I was competing, and so it began, the, began this whole vicious cycle in my mind. And But then eventually, you know, I was like, Amanda, you really, really got to do what this coach is telling you to do. Right. And I did. I, I successfully did one day, and I was like, yes! yes! You know, honestly, it all comes down to those little victories like that. And yes. then I did it again and again, and then I started having successful weeks, yes. and it just next thing you know, like I, I started starting to look athletic and I couldn't (laughs) leave my (laughs) (laughs)
0: act.
1: And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Starting to look a little bit more like the girl I was used to looking at in the mirror when I was a dancer. Um, but even as a dancer, I was still eating brownies before practice because I was young. I had a good metabolism and I was doing so much, you know, aerobic cardio that my body was able to, to be lean even through that so this time I was starting to look like my old self but this time I looked better like yes. I was looking like I had a little more muscle and I was actually feeling good because I was eating you know healthy vegetables and amounts of proteins and fats and right. carbohydrates and um, it was I was starting to just blossom and then the seizures started to reduce or okay. they start to weaken. Um, I still had them about every two weeks, and honestly, that's a regular thing for me. right So that's a good that's good for me to have them every two weeks. Um, and then September came, and I can't. I, I was on that stage, and they called my name out or my number out. <laughs> I let them like look down. I was like, wait, is that my <laughs> I think you guys messed up. Hold on. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I think you messed up. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was, I was so hard on myself. I was right. like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. I had a six-pack, and I was like, still, yeah. nah. there's no way. And when and it was the open division, and I knew I was like, oh, this is the hardest one to, to even place. And they were like, second place goes to such and such. And I was like, there's no one else on this stage oh wow this is just wait oh and it hit me and I just started crying yes. like a big old drama baby yes. and I was like this is so embarrassing every part of the I'm so dramatic <laughs> and they put that little metal over my neck and I was like oh my gosh it was the most amazing feeling I had just all of the trauma and the pain and the depression and everything that I had gone through in that journey was just, it felt like, oh my gosh, this is it. This was why I did it all. And um, it felt incredible. I can't believe I got first place and my yeah. first show and open. And I have so many people to thank for that. And it just, it was amazing. And then, you know, now we're here. Um, I did go through a little moment of struggling with you know gaining a healthy body fat because in yes. my mind i some days i look in the mirror and i see big big amanda sometimes i see like crazy abs amanda and then now i'm like right in between and i'm so healthy i'm happy i'm thriving now right. but it did take me a minute to figure out that it was okay not to have a six pack anymore yes yes i don't need to be miss crazy ripped and lean right because honestly, that's unhealthy for your thyroid yes. and all kinds of things if you're always that lean. you know. Yeah. I'm just really grateful that I'm here now. Yeah. And and I'm sorry that was a long story, but that's generally my story. And <laughs> no, kind of I big love background it. As to where I'm at and I what it. I'm here for. So.
0: Yeah, there's always but, this idea of um, when you're dealing with turmoil, like, like what you dealt with, um, yeah. there's always this idea that I think so many times we focus so much on surviving the turmoil that we forget that there's the after
2: yeah. and,
0: and you see that with a lot of people that that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the relapse cycle is the relapse cycle is yeah, we survived the turmoil, but through the turmoil, did we lay a strong enough foundation that when the after comes, we have somewhere to fi- find ourselves. and and that's kind of where in a way that's kind of where i hear you saying that you're at you're kind of you're kind of laying that foundation of being okay (laughs) in your skin you know being okay where you're at and saying i have the self-approval to be okay where i'm at and some days it's six-pack abs and some days it's (laughs) not but either way is okay And, and that's where it ties into the mental emotional spiritual side right is I love the part of your story. Well, I don't love that it happened to you, but I love the <laughs> idealism of you're at the wedding. You've lost the weight. Everyone's saying you look great, but inside you're like, "But I yeah. feel like yeah, I'm not there."
1: Exactly. And, and I, that's
0: you're, sorry. Continue. No, go, go ahead. On. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I'm talking too much. No, no but <laughs> I was just gonna say like that's why I, I, you know, I've been sharing this experience through yeah. social media, and I'm just so blessed to have anyone even care or follow my story. Mm-hmm. And I get these messages a lot of the times from girls who say, you know, I want to look like you. I want to have abs. You must be so happy because you model and you do all these things. But I'm just like, listen, that's not where my happiness comes from. Yeah. I, I can do all these things because I I have finally, finally, I'm <laughs> starting to touch the surface yeah. of loving myself and yes. understanding who I am and And honestly, once you figure that out, it solves a lot of your problems and it gives you the ability to serve other people because you're not so worried about yourself anymore, which is what we should all aspire to do. I still have my down days and um, hard times, but – and the depression does hit me every now and then, but – it's it's nowhere as bad as it used to be. And I felt like now I'm actually able to help more people. Right. And I would love for the rest of the world to be able to get to that point too. You know, like, I don't know. I think we all just need to go through these journeys of trauma and hardship. Right. And hopefully, you know, in the end, it's all about how you see it and how you use it. You can use it as opportunity to grow or you can let it completely destroy you. It's, just, uh, that's it's am- just
0: a choice. That's amazing you say that. That's literally what we talked about on Tuesday on the show. That is oh, really? literally what you just said. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, I see so many people that are like, well, I don't want to go through the. Um, I kind of view it as like, you know, when you're when you're trying to find like when you're climbing mountains or hiking or trying to find this beautiful place, almost every single time you have to go through something that's very difficult, whether it's a tunnel or whether it's climbing a steep, you know, hill or something. And yeah. life life is very much that way. It's like to get to the beautiful side, you have to go through that struggle. There's no way around it. And I think so many people avoid the struggle. Either they're in the middle of the struggle and they're in denial. You know, much like probably the situation you lived in with yourself. I'm okay. Nothing's wrong. And then you find yourself face down, you know, passed out, having a seizure. Okay, something's wrong. And so many people go through that. It's like denial. And the one thing I love thinking about is looking in the mirror at our reflection. The reflection always tells the truth.
2: Oh yeah.
0: The kicker is, are we going to listen to that truth and adjust to it? Or are we going to believe the lies that the voices in our head tell us? You're not good enough. You'll never be able to succeed. The reflection is just telling us how to adjust to life. You know, like the bags under your eyes tell you you need to get more sleep. Or the the fluffiness tells you eat less fries. You know, like the reflection (laughs) is just telling you the truth. Then you get to decide if you're going to give that truth power or if you're going to let it motivate you to push you forward. And that... That's what I love about your story is your your so I have to ask though, before I go on, so ask you said anything. you're you're still dealing with um seizures every two weeks. like mm-hmm. how does that impact um i I would have to think I've never been in that situation, but I would have to think mentally, you have to kind of make sure you're on your game so you're prepared for those moments. I mean I'm totally <laughs> assuming here, but uh yeah. How how is yes. that impacting you? What what are you doing in that situation?
1: It's it's definitely a trial because I honestly I don't think the hardest part is it's not what I have to deal with it's what my family and friends have ah, to deal with honestly. Yeah. I think epilepsy is harder on the your immediate network and community than it is on the actual individual because you know when you have your seizures you're out. Right. um, You do have to suffer with the pain and the fear and not knowing if you're going to wake up sometimes. Um, I mean, recently, I think it was a couple months ago, I had such a bad panic attack because I let my anxiety get over me. Like I said, I still struggle with it. It's something that I still have to deal with my anxiety. Like my anxiety used to be so bad. I used to have panic attacks about every little thing. Like, Oh, I can't even tell you, but um, I had a panic attack a couple of months ago because I had this business deal that we were dealing with some kind of issue with the city and the landlord and it was, it was a big mess and I let it, I, I let it overcome me because I honestly, for a long time, I've been having a good track record of not letting it, but that one time I just had a moment of weakness and I let it overcome me. I had a panic attack and it turned into a seizure and then all of a sudden my husband says I stopped breathing completely. And this oh, is wow. the first time that that's ever happened where I'm like, my chest wasn't rising and falling. He was listening. He put his you know, his ear next to my mouth to see if any kind of breath was coming out. And once it just overcame him, it was just like phew, sheer panic on my poor husband. And he had to like give me CPR. He yeah. had to give me CPR and I came back and thank goodness, you know, I'm here today to talk to you. But that also was like another One of many lessons that I've learned this year or in 2018, but that one, um, that one really was an extra layer of me realizing, okay, you've been given another chance at life. What can you do to do even better? It's like, it's so funny. They're like, I I love my seizures because every time I have one, it's like a reboot. I'm like a little broken computer.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. That is amazing. I, I want I want people to hear that again. You literally just said you love your seizures because it's almost like you've turned them into an empowering situation. Yeah. That because... you're that you're like, no, 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 no. I'm not going I am an overcomer and this does not define me. Oh my gosh, that's Thank you. Thank you. That is amazing.
1: Thank you. It's amazing. taken me a long time to get to this point. And if anyone watching has anyone who has epilepsy or honestly any form of invisible or any chronic illness, mm-hmm. um, I just hope they know that they can empower themselves too. Because I, I've i reached out to a lot of other epileptics, and some of them are much worse off than I am. Right. I'm so lucky that I only have mine every two weeks. Um, some people can't even have go five minutes without having a seizure. And it really means a lot to, you know, to have you acknowledge that because it, it is a process. It is so hard to come to that point and and empower yourself because it is so debilitating. And it's not only that, but it's, it's completely misunderstood. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of awareness about it. Also, if you're watching if anyone has a seizure, check for a bracelet. This <laughs> oh, is mine. <laughs> thank you for. Sh- can you hold that up to the camera again? <laughs> I'm getting a new one because this yeah. one's too fancy. You can't read it very well.
0: Okay, so um, can you tell um, any anyone that's watching or listening that may have someone in their lives or dealing with that, and they don't have that tool? Like, working can? Is that something they can just order somewhere? Is it yeah. like what? How does that work?
1: Um, well, I, I ordered mine online. Yeah, you can get them online. They have all kinds. If you're a man or a woman, you can customize them. But the main thing is spreading awareness when most people, a lot of the general public don't know that if you have a seizure or if you see some, I'm sorry, if you see someone having a seizure, um, that you should check for a bracelet first. Um, if they're not wearing a bracelet, definitely call 911 right away because they could be going through some other kind of illness. Um, but if they're wearing a bracelet, it usually has instructions for what to do. Um, mine is to call my husband, honestly. And then if the seizure, if they don't become conscious within like five minutes, um, you have to call 911, even if they're wearing the, the right. bracelet. Wow, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most of the time it, it could be a simple fix. Cause a lot of the times, like I said, I'm like a broken computer. If I, I kind of just glitch out a little bit. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Sorry, and then I don't mean to laugh at it. <laughs> To laugh because it's funny to me it's funny to me it's not funny for everyone else no, like right, I had right, one at right. the gym yeah. and like all these people just they that had seen me go to the gym all the time they had no idea I was epileptic right. they see me have a seizure and they were all panicked and I was like no 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 I'm fine like I, I popped right back I was yeah. in a lot of pain but I popped right back and I was like no guys like it's fine I, I'm epileptic this is a normal part of my life right. and just like they all like their faces like turn completely pale. I'm
0: sure, yeah. Sound. I mean honestly bad I mean, for them. Like I'm I'm around people a lot and I've been around people a lot for a long time and I've rarely seen someone had a so it's not someone that it's not something that people deal with. Yeah. You know, people don't see that on an everyday basis and um and so yeah, I could see people kinda of going, Uh like <laughs> what's happening yeah. right now? What do I do? So I've never
1: seen someone have a seizure right. honestly yeah outside of yourself yeah seen it, so I don't know what it's like
0: yeah but that's interesting yeah. so I want to say again um if we do have anyone listening or watching and you have um issues with not just epilepsy but anything else um I love that idea of having a bracelet or or whatever to give people um to give people that it's almost like you're giving people that could help you instructions on how to help you I guess and you kind yeah. of alluded to that exactly. so that's exactly. wonderful. That is so. It, I'm just asking a lot of questions because I've never dealt with this. Is is, way. is epilepsy? Um, is it different for every person? Like, did they know the root of the problem, or and they just can't do anything about it? Is it just something that's always going to be unknown?
1: Like, yeah. So you kind of did say it right there. Um, we know more about the ocean than we do about um, epilepsy, and we know more about space than we know about the ocean. So it's wow. It's kind of you know because our the human brain is so complicated. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and to be able to fully understand it, you need a lot of live brains. And <laughs> I nice. don't want to get into the science of it, right. but yeah. you all understand. Yeah, it's it's a very difficult disease to understand for for most doctors. I've been through several, several, several neurologists and. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like being like, have you tried CBD? Have you tried this medicine? Have you tried that medicine? And that's another frustration that a lot of people with chronic illness go through is yeah. like people giving you their recommendations, yeah. which you have to be humble and listen because sure. they're just trying to help you. They're yeah. doing it out of love and concern. Right. But it does get a little old because it's like, yes, I've tried that. Yes, I've tried that. Yes, I've tried that. Um, but yeah, honestly, every individual is so unique. Mine is from trauma. Um, the doctors were able to narrow that down. I do, it, there was like scarring in my brain that I, I used to be a dancer and I had fallen from doing some tricks and things and I had had a few concussions. One was like bad enough where I was out of, it was in high school. And that's why I say I was starting to pass out but no seizures in high school. Oh, wow. okay. Um, because that was immediately after some of the concussions I was having. Um, but, yeah, it's completely unique to the individual, including the actual symptoms and the triggers. Um, some people are triggered by certain smells, sounds, obviously flashing lights. Like when I go to a movie, I have to be pretty careful about that. Or sometimes when I'm just scrolling through my feed, if there's something that's like blah, 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 and I'm oh, in wow. bed and it's night and it's dark everywhere, I'm just like, whoop, automatic seizure. <laughs>
0: oh, and I wow. actually
1: had one where I felt. I was just scrolling as I was walking to the bathroom and there was something, it was like a video of like these car headlights, they just like went boom, boom, boom. And it triggered a seizure so fast and I fell and I think I might have, I like broke one rib. And I totally, like, bruised my cheek. It was so Oh, my gosh. So embarrassing. Oh my <laughs> because God. I have this big welt. And my husband's, like, a big, strong man. And so yeah. people are like, oh, no. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, oh, I promise. I did my this husband myself. is an angel. I did this <laughs> like, to
0: myself. No, he didn't. Yeah. Did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing Or you get, you know, like, you get, I have, like, scars on my tongue along uh, the sides. Right from biting it so much or my, the inner side of my cheeks. Like I look like what the Joker in like a dark night looked like on the outside is what I look on the inside of my cheeks. <laughs> oh,
0: my. So, oh my!
1: It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, I, I love that you're asking all these amazing questions because if every epileptic just wants to be heard and understood. Yes. Um, and what we want you to know is to, yeah, just understand that, this is a regular part of life. We're obviously doing everything we can to solve the problem. Right. And we just need your support yeah. after every seizure. And motivation is what we need a yes. lot of the time. to yeah. just continue on because it can, it's a difficult life. It's not an easy one, and it isn't one that we choose. That's the hardest part. Right. right. Sometimes you're like, I didn't choose this life. Sometimes right. you won't get hired for things because people are scared that you're going to have seizures. Yeah. That's another aspect of it. It's very difficult to receive employment. Right. Um, difficult to drive. I, thank goodness, am able to drive. My doctor hasn't taken my license away yet um, because I usually can feel a very strong aura for almost an hour before I have a seizure. Um, but I don't know. Within the next couple of years, I might not be able yeah. to drive. will see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of things to think about in that yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um on your Instagram feed the other day, uh, I, I, actually I guess it was yesterday, wasn't it? You mentioned um, I guess you had a seizure. Was it yesterday? Or it was. Tough... Okay.
1: Wasn't yesterday. It Was the night before yesterday. Okay, that's so.
0: right. So how long does it? Hmm. I know I'm like I have no idea what day of the week <laughs> it is. I'm surprised we I'm surprised we even uh, made it to our appointment. <laughs> just kidding. Um, oh, so um, do like how long does it take you to recover? Does it depend on the the like strength of the seizure or
1: yeah it does depend um, if some epileptics will tell you you can even have them like when I'm talking to you right now right. I can have a moment where I just like and then okay. I continue talking because I'll have a little tiny one gotcha um, but yeah it does depend on the intensity of the seizure but I've noticed that the biggest trigger for me is my mental health um, making sure that I am reducing my stress levels right, my right. stress levels it triggers them and makes them so much more intense my body is so stupid <laughs> my yeah. body's like ah we're under attack <laughs> ah.
0: right, right so <laughs> like that's it's- that's interesting you said that because my i was going to lead into the depression side of all this because you know you said you don't and I, I by the way i've i spent a couple of years of my life battling um pretty yeah. deep and dark depression and And what I I don't know, I don't know that there's medical studies out there to prove this. I think there actually may be, but I kind of have the belief that some of us have the DNA and propensity toward more depressive thoughts um, and ideas about ourselves. I also think um, circumstances in life can trigger that as well. Um, But I would, man, I would say, first of all, really, really, really good work on preparing yourself because in my head, I'm trying to put myself in those situations and it would just seem like you've battled the depression physically and mentally. And now there's still those things. That's why it's still so it's like magic to me that you try and view those seizures as empowering. That's like, ah, that is so healing. I mean, it's healing for me to hear, and it has to be healing for for you to think that about yourself. And I know also that has to be a little bit of a permissive door, right? Okay. That on the days you have those darker thoughts, you can say, no, 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 no. I'm empowered. And no matter what happens, it's going to be good, no matter what happens. So how are you? There are millions of people that deal with depression. Um, and so many of us that deal with it don't ever ask for help. Um, oh, yeah. What are it's, some things you what are some things you would give? What would you gift someone who is dealing with those negative thoughts and that idea of depression?
1: The main thing is you have to accept that it's there.
0: Ah, A lot yeah. of us
1: who struggle with depression are like, what's wrong with me?
0: There's nothing um, wrong. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. I tell people that yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong. It's just It's honestly it
1: is. Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong. I, what you just said, you were like talking about DNA and, and different things. I have a perfect example because my husband does not suffer from and never really has suffered from depression. But his life story is so much more traumatic and awful than mine.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm such a spoiled brat over here feeling sorry for myself when there's children in the world that don't even know if they're going to survive because of war or famine or abuse, you know, and I'm just over here like, oh, I feel sad. (laughs) But in reality, it is, it's so much more than that. I mean, because we only know our individual existence. You know, we don't know anything different. It's, it's nice to think, okay, you're better off than other people. And it does help on occasion on the times where I really am just complaining. Um. But there is, there's no way to explain that feeling of like a weight in your chest and that numbness in your entire body. I remember I was just laying in bed watching the ceiling fan and just like, I don't exist. I feel nothing. Yeah. You know, and that feeling is so real. You can't tell me I'm just making that up in my mind and right. that I'm choosing this because I I was trying every method. I was trying,
0: yes.
1: you know, watching motivational videos every day. Like Tony Robbins, I'm not going to lie, actually really helped me a lot. Yeah,
0: no, he's legit. <laughs> he's legit.
1: <laughs> like and Gary Vee, like yep. all those guys, yep. they're amazing. Um, or, And Mel Robbins too. Like there's several other individuals. I mean, TED Talks, all of it. I mean, those things really helped me when I was down but they weren't it wasn't everything it wasn't the cure Um, and then um, I tried different methods you know I've tried the exercise tried the healthy diet those things helped for sure hundred percent increased my mental you know my ability to control my mental health you know seeking forms of media that uplift me and give me perspective um, and then the last one that I've realized recently that I've started incorporating that has helped me so much more is journaling yes. um, And
2: yes. and
1: we all think that you have to like write the super super long thing But sometimes if you just write like this is how I felt today This is why yes. and that's it and the only reason it's not for you in that moment It's not for you in that moment to feel right. better It's for you to keep track of how you're feeling at certain times and what triggers that and it just helps you understand the ups and downs because with depression, it's all over the place. Like yep. you sometimes, you know, my husband notices, I'm a very, I have a lot of friends that tell me, oh, Amanda, you're so hyper, you're so crazy. <laughs> and then other times they'll hang out with me and I'm just like, okay, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> it just, right. it's the extremes. And that's a normal part of the diagnosis. You know, you have high energy, low energy, and it's very hard to keep track of. You know whether or not this is my mind telling me I'm happy or I'm generally actually enjoying the the my environment and experiences. So keeping track of that is so helpful. Um, surrounding yourself with positive media, um, positivity. I know it's harder than it sounds, but getting out of bed. You know yep. I love Mel Robbins' yep. five four three two one method that she yep. does. You know yep. count to five, shoot yourself up like a rocket. Yep um, get out of bed and literally just look at your feet. Uh, There was a time where I was just looking at my feet and being like, I need to put socks on these feet. Then I need to put shoes on them or first I needed to get dressed, but you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Socks and shoes today. (laughs) (laughs) That's enough. Figure it out.
1: But but that's what I did. I was just focused on the little individual steps. Like, okay, now I'm going to walk out this door. Now I live on the third floor. Now I'm going to walk down these stairs I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive to the gym. I'm going to pull up this YouTube video of this set of exercises, and I'm going to just do each set. And yeah. It's just all about those those 10-second moments, um, just getting through that, and, and then giving yourself those little tiny victories yes. because yes. every victory adds up to your confidence yep. and your feeling that you are in control yep. because a lot of us who are going through depression feel like we have no control. Um, and A lot of the time... I would get so frustrated because I was going to different therapists and I was like, No, you don't understand. I'm not depressed about me. I'm depressed about the world.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm depressed about yeah.
1: all the horrible things that are going on. I'm depressed about the state of this and that and how I have no ability to help. And then I look at myself and then I have a little bit of my own, you know, self hate and depression, but it's just it's all combined and they would always just focus on you know, just on me. But now I'm starting to realize, you know, I still am going to the therapist, and right. um, and I have no shame in that. I think oh, everyone sure. should, honestly. yeah, sure. And she's helped me realize that a lot of what I believe is true is really a lot in my head. It's almost kind of nice to know that you're crazy, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? No, that's that's actually true.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, because she's like, you know, you're you kind of over exaggerate the negatives and you under appreciate the positives. Yes, because what I do is when something great happens that I've been able to achieve, even winning first place and all that, I was like, well, it was an easy show, and you know, Justifying the girls, Justifying. yeah, exactly.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Just completely watering it down even though I've worked so hard and it was a great success um, I did that a lot to myself and she helped me realize that I need to quiet down that negative voice right. and just turn up the volume on the wow great job right and kind of you know keep the negative voice just a little bit lower because you still need that to be realistic and that's the hardest part yeah is re- maintaining realism because you don't want to be too overly optimistic, I feel like, because yeah. then that, you get... That becomes confused. arrogance. That becomes Ar- arrogance. Yeah. Yep. Arrogance and um, ignorance because yep. you could end up trusting someone too much without right. you know, really assessing them and right. you get yourself in a bad situation. So honestly, I mean, I don't know if I have like a cut and dry list exactly yet. I'm sure if I sat down and really wrote it, but... And I need to do that, but those are honestly the mi- biggest methods for me is just, you know, healthy lifestyle, healthy environment, and intake of positive media, surrounding yourself with people who actually yes. make you feel good about yourself, yes, that yes, don't yes. cut you down, including your own family and yes. a close friends.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's like um, when, I, when I teach young people, especially when, when we're talking about. Um, what I call choosing your circle, it's like you've got all these circle layers of life when it comes to relationships and you've got your middle core layer and it's like that is the most important piece. Mm-hmm. And you better make sure that core layer of friends and family are right. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, yeah, family is what you make it. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it has nothing to do with blood relationship. Hopefully, hopefully,
1: yes, people you obviously have, yeah. That but that's not reality.
0: That's not reality. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. You know, very few of us have the perfect. Well, no one has the perfect family. But that so many. True. Even if we grew up in a good family, there's still yeah. those times that maybe. And they, you know, I think sometimes we're ignorant uh, of the way we're treating people. Like, like, um, you know, like for instance, my dad was a, is a great dad. Great dad. I wouldn't trade him for the world. But he was pretty, um, pretty critical. You know, Mm -hmm. like it was never like, uh, Hey, you played a good game tonight. It was, Hey, you played a great game. You scored 32 points. You could have had 38. So there was always a, but on the end. And I didn't realize until I was like 30, 35 years old. Oh, that, 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 that messed me up major going into life because not only did that, did I project that on myself, but I projected that into all of my other relationships and, and then you said,
1: how long did it take you for for you to realize oh, this too? Oh, until you know, like I was 30s. 35,
0: 36 years old. I mean, it, it, it that was a part of, um, and I don't blame any of it on my dad. He did what he thought he was supposed to do. But a mm-hmm. lot of that criticism was what pushed me to being a depressed person, being so hard on myself. You know, I thought, man, by the time I'm 30 years old, I'm going to be a best-selling author and have a podcast that's crushing it and be selling music like crazy. And I got to 30 years old, and guess what? None of it was there. And so you wake up one day and you're like, I'm worthless. I, I didn't meet my own expectation. And there's, there's an old uh, uh, ancient proverb that says, the greatest source of misery is expectation. Yeah. And so we do, we set these expectations and we project expectations on others. And it's like, whoa, just look. You know what I love about what you were talking about? You were talking about it from the aspect of depression, like I have to get out of bed. I have to put my socks on. I have to put my shoes on. I have to walk down the stairs. I think that's applicable to anyone. It's almost like this idea of the more we can be fully present in this moment and in this activity, the yeah. more value we give this moment, the less pressure we put on ourselves to perform.
1: Oh, so true because a lot of us really need to just forget our past completely cuz I've been through some I went through some pretty serious traumas as a kid and 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 then so did my husband, but for some reason, like I, those traumas just, I it was, I latched on to them and yes. let them define me for too long. Yes. And my husband is amazing. Like he went through way worse than me and he's just like, whatever, it's in the past. It's not now. Right now I'm really happy. I have you, I have my life. I'm I'm happy. It only gets better. My life has only gotten better and i'm like that's a great way to look at it yeah. but over uh, here i'm you know i've taken a, i'm i'm still learning like it's still yeah. hard for me to let go of the past but we really can't can't let it define us and we need to forgive ourselves once we do let yes. go yes. because i i've said this several times before in other forms of you know media but i i always say like you have to forgive yourself yes. be kind to yourself because yes. we're so hard We're hard on ourselves because of other people who have been hard on us like your like your situation with your father or just just different things. And I think we need to just give ourselves a little break, some room to breathe and relax, and then you can be more productive when you're not so stressed about being perfect all the time. Right. Yeah, it's like
0: it's like the greatest grace we can extend is to ourselves. Yes. Because it's once, like the,
1: the mask.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Once, once we learn to extend that grace and love to ourselves, then we have the ability to give it to others. But we try it in reverse, right? We give and give and give to others, and we never really sit. In, yeah, we don't. We don't sit with ourselves. You know, we don't sit in the moment of learning. Who am I? What am I about? What do I need to let go of? And the past is a crazy thing because it's a chapter in our book. Mm-hmm. Like like. The past doesn't define us, but you can't remove the past or we wouldn't be who we are today. Yeah. You gotta yeah. learn from it. Yes. Visit
1: it on occasion to give you perspective and yes. humility. Yeah. I love doing that. But yeah, don't let it define no. you. No. And know that it's not I mean, is what is time exactly? Time is exactly what you make it into, how you use it, how you mold it and shape it. And you have so much power to create your future. I never, never even imagined that I'd be sitting here talking to you about this right. crazy story.
2: Right.
1: You know, I, when I started Instagram, I had like, you know, 300 followers that were pretty much just my family. Right. And, I was sharing these pictures of myself not knowing what I was doing, but I was trying to just keep myself accountable right. by sharing them. And it was embarrassing and people thought I was vain for sharing them, yeah, but yeah. what they didn't know was this was just me trying to keep myself accountable and help other people through the journey as well. Yeah. And then now we're here. and It's just, it's just crazy because I, I started living more in the moment right. and that's really all it took. I mean, and then the same thing with the future, you can't focus, you want to obviously set goals. You need right. goals right. to push you. You need to be uncomfortable with your current situation so that you can move forward. Right. Um, but you can't focus too much on what you said, those crazy expectations. Yeah. Because Yeah, yeah I, I'm almost careful right now. Like I have these crazy expectations that I set recently. You know, Everyone has their New Year's resolutions, right. and I, right. I set some pretty high ones. And, right. I I need to be careful too. I'm glad you've reminded me just to be a little more, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't try and make yourself into you can't be superwoman or superman in all in one year. So
0: (laughs) right, make it a lifetime. Don't make it one year. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, So let's um, tell us what you have planned. You shared something with me before, (laughs) so we 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 said we're going to put it out there, right? Talking about a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share with everyone. This is my first
1: time talking about it. Yeah. But, yeah, so you know I've been sharing this this journey on social media, and like I said, and um, all of these amazing people have reached out to me through dms or comments and um or even people I know personally telling me you know how much my story has inspired them and I'm like oh really like wow I had no idea that this would help anyone like that like to that extent of what they were telling me these crazy details these crazy experiences that they've gone through much harder than my own and I'm like why why did my story help you and they're just so encouraging and uplifting and and wonderful and I've started to realize you know there are so many people out there that that can't relate to other people in the fitness industry because they're dealing with trauma, whether it's PTSD, or if they're like veterans, or or if they're dealing with a chronic illness like Crohn's disease, or MS, or or an epilepsy like myself, you know, all those kinds of people feel like they can't relate to fitness people because a lot of people in the fitness industry tend to have been fit most of their life, and have been able to learn you know, the skills of discipline and, and all that. And everyone has gone through trauma, but not as, as severe as right. these individuals have gone through. So it's I had one girl tell me that, you know, her coaches just straight told her they couldn't work with her because uh, they just didn't understand right. how to help her.
2: Right.
1: And I realized, oh my goodness, there is a need for, for me to possibly step in this world and start yeah. helping people and become... Um a wellness coach and I was like, you know, and I I have a lot of mentors and and people in the in the coaching industry tell me that, you know, I could do a lot of good with this and yes. and I, I was like, Yeah, that's great, but I you know, why would anyone want to listen to me? I'm young, you know, I, I'm working on my personal training certification. Awesome. Um Different things like that, but I don't have like that PhD and whatever, you know, but at the same time, I look at all these messages that are filling my DM and I'm like, but these people are still seeking out for help. And so I feel like I need to have a more structured way to help these people. And so we decided, you know, with some of my mentors, they're, they're helping me so that I can start launching, you know, my wellness coaching. And I'm really excited.
0: Yes. Ah, I love it. I love it. And what's beautiful about now, this is beautiful to me, right? I can see the trepidation as you're telling this story and you're still kind of like, uh, and, but I love that because I think, and again, we talked about this before we came on live is, you know, the myth of social media has been everything's perfect. Everything's just right. And you know, what I love about, you mentioned him earlier. What I love about Gary Vee is Gary Vee has one of the most influential platforms in the world right now, but he spends so much time telling people, don't worry about your following. Don't worry about those numbers just get your message out there. And that is so valuable to me because you just said it. Why would people want to listen? You know why people want to listen to you because you have a story because you have a humanness to your ability to help people and they relate to that people relate to other human situations Mm -hmm. and so people that's why i was drawn you know to your to your instagram feed because i'm like wow this is different even though one picture is the show picture where you won and it's like yeah wow you can tell she worked hard what i really liked more was the one where you're like on the couch going no this day sucked like (laughs) like today wasn't it Because I knew immediately you had a humanity to you that so many people forget. That's why people will listen. People aren't going to listen because of your experience and your expertise. Now, that's you need that. People are going to listen because they're going to go, Amanda's relatable. Amanda Mm -hmm. is a human. Amanda knows what it's like. So thank you. I love seeing the trepidation because that that just means you're going to prepare yourself and you're going to be ready. 100% I'm
1: not getting I'm not launching until I have everything ready to go because if I'm going to help people I need to do it right and my main thing is what would I want someone to do for me Yes. you know and that's why even with my social media if you scroll down a little more it's very kind of uh, superficial a little bit I mean it's still me but it's still the more polished me and I'm still going to occasionally post you know I still do photo shoots they're fun to me and I enjoy (laughs) it I'll still post those on occasion, but I really am trying to work so much harder now on just trying to share the reality of my life yes. and how my mechanisms and how I've achieved the health and happiness that I have right. now
2: right.
1: and how I'm going to continue utilizing them. Yeah. And you know what? And I'm going to share you know, more basics of the gym because I want to help people yes. because <laughs> I was sharing these advanced things and I was like, I have followers that have no idea what they're doing, yeah, just right. like me. Right, right. Like I used to be. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to really break it down for them yes. and help them. Like yes. I'm just I need to just I've realized recently, yeah, like like you said, like Gary V said, like, who cares about the numbers? Because numbers mean nothing. Yeah. If you're if it's if it's not a genuine impact that you're making, you can't call yourself an influencer. I'm sorry.
0: Right. Like, no, I agree. Although <laughs> although although I will back up and say for everyone listening, we know the numbers represent you. So we're not saying it's totally <laughs> – <laughs> like, like the numbers do represent people unless you bought all your followers, then maybe not. No, but no, not, no. Not you, no not I'm you, grateful not, for those numbers. Not you in particular, yeah. That- what we're saying is we're going to get this message of honesty and vulnerability out whether one person is listening or a million. It's gonna be the same yeah, message Thank you <laughs> that's, so what I mean. that's what we we're not devaluing you um, brothers and sisters. We want you to they're like they don't care about numbers. screw them <laughs> I know, I <laughs> all know. of a sudden you, I mean. all of a sudden you have five thousand West followers you're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not saying that at all. Okay. so um thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being open and honest and I'm telling you I'm telling you you are going to continue to grow and to manifest all of this beautiful stuff because of your heart and your spirit and your vulnerability and what i call your humanity it is in the depths of humanity that we find that connection and i am telling you people are going to be drawn to what you're doing and to your work so thank you for taking a few moments to visit with this crazy guy and, uh, and I know people um, are going to watch this later and go, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I needed. So um, before we finish up, because we've gone a really long time here and I love I know. it. Um, oh, gosh, any, any last things, words you want to, or encouragement or anything you want to say to everyone listening? Oh
1: yeah. Um, if any of you are struggling, I want you to know you are not alone. Yes. You're definitely not alone. And your situation doesn't have to remain that way forever. You're in control of being able to change it to something more positive. Um, It's going to be a hard change. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be so worth it. And take that time, figure out what makes you you, figure out who you are deep down. Forget about everyone else and just focus on figuring out who you are and be kind to yourself.
0: oh i love that hey amanda i'm gonna finish up if you'll hang on when i stop the video don't hang up so you and i can chat afterward um for a minute or two so um brothers and sisters thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed our interview with amanda make sure you follow her on instagram it's amanda.thicktofit just like it sounds all letters no numbers amanda.thicktofit please give her a follow on instagram i promise you you will not regret it um it's, it's for everyone. She encourages everyone. But I would say if you are a, uh, a woman, a female, or have daughters, um, I would encourage you especially to follow because she has some really inspiring thoughts, um, especially for girls out there. So make sure you follow her. Um, if you are a person or know someone that deals with epilepsy um, and you do not have that bracelet or a tool like that, I'm sure you can just Google it. Um, but please, that is a great tool for those of us that don't deal with that. If we're ever around you, we can help you out.
1: And message me please through Instagram. Yes, I yep. love talking to all of you. So,
0: and I can say that's how Amanda and I connected. So she does respond. <laughs> she, does. <laughs> a lot of people I try and connect with and that, you know, they just, sometimes they respond and sometimes they don't. So thank you for responding or we never would have connected. So, no so problem. make sure, yeah, DM Amanda and, um, let her know how she could help in any way. And, and she will do that for sure. So, Uh, Thank you, brothers and sisters. May you be well today, and may you have a day that is filled with light and love. Be kind to yourself. I love that. Show yourself some grace, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Amanda, hang on, and we'll chat some more.